And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. The game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some... <laughs> And see, I came up with more. It's not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's my 100th podcast, and it's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Cindy Burbank. We have got a shit ton of stuff for you today, uh, but before we get started, how are you? I'm good, but I didn't realize that this is your 100th podcast. That's amazing. I don't how 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 I do see you red yeah. every week. Yeah, who's the boss? Who's the boss every week? Right. Um, sheer darkness right. every week, and of course our show. Right. That's four shows a week. Yes, and we've been doing it since when we started recording. Officially, we started recording in October. And it's July as of the time of the recording. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Son of a gun. And I didn't yeah. realize this until I was updating our pages on the website. I don't know if you know this or not, but if you go to jasonmon.com and you go to cast and say they go down to SAD Burbank, it shows every single episode that you're in. Oh, yeah? Yes. Literally from Win in Burbank 1 to now. And for me, I went through and I was putting it all together. I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of podcasts. So I edited it, copied it, and put it over to my page to number it. Wow. And it was 99. So this is this our... This is number 100. And I hope, I'm, I hope I'm better as a podcaster at 100 episodes later than I was in the first episode. Well, I, would, I would think, probably. I mean, we've got more listeners, right? Yes. So that must mean something's better. And sounds good to me. I don't know. I, I, I can't be objective. And see, and it's, it's funny because I was originally going to do my Who's the Boss today, and that would have okay. been my 100th show, but I felt William Burbank was our very first ever recorded podcast. That was number one. I, I felt it was only appropriate that we'd be number 100. We'd be number 100. I'm, I'm very honored. And it's not William Burbank now, but that's okay. It's still us. It's still us. We'll never die. We may change our name, but we'll still be here. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. And okay. and I think another thing is is that uh, I'm not. I, I don't know if you remember, but I was so terrified because I had like a little intro that I read from. Yeah, and then I remember for... they had like notes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and well, uh, I get that though because it's it's. You don't want to just stand there and go, duh, well, here we are, folks. You know, I mean, you, you know, you want to sound somewhat professional. Right. But it's not necessarily something that you think is going to come to mind once you sit down and start talking. You know, it's not that you got, like, Mike Shinus or anything like that. No, I, well, I was nervous, too. Like, it was, a, it was our first episode. I, I, was... I wasn't. I never get nervous with stuff like that. I don't. But then I didn't have the responsibility you did, too. All I had to do was sit here and talk with you. 
you already had stuff in your head. You had to get the stuff in your head. Right. And I kind of know what that's like now because I'm trying to do that with another project we'll right. talk about at the end of time. So, yeah. And, and just, yeah. just a little teaser, I am so excited for your new project. I am, too. I think it's going to be fun. And I, I think hope the, it is. I hope the listeners will like it, too. Yes. Yeah. But we're going to keep this one going also. This will be a new additional project. Like, we don't have enough stuff on our plate now as it is. Oh, there's always room for extra. Always room for jello. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get the show started. Every week we come in and we open up the show to what we call is the email brown bag special. This week we've got some really good email. Well, let me be honest. Um, I haven't read the emails. I've seen them, so I, I don't know what they, they are. They exist, therefore they're good. Yes. That's right. And I jumped on. Zoe was trying to watch... Uh, Meemaw. Yeah, Meemaw, which is Mickey Mouse. And I was trying to do everything, and I just didn't have time to read through them. Usually I read through them to make sure that they're appropriate and they're not, you know... That's okay. If they're not, we'll just edit them out. That's so true. That's no big deal. So we're, we're literally flying on the seat of our pants on this one because we have no clue what any of... Because usually, I always pre-read the emails. Right. I kind of have an idea. You sort of have something going on in your mind about how you're going to deal with them. But we have three emails, and we're going to read them. So here we go. Go with what we got. Okay, the first one says, Hey, guys, I'm really digging your new show. Thank you. Um, I think you guys are as funny as fuck. My question is about customer service episodes. I work in fast food here in the Great White North. Do you guys think that the reason bad service is so common is because kids like me don't take the job seriously because we know once we're out of school and we're off to bigger and better things, or we'll be off to bigger and better things, and with the older people, they're just so bummed to be 40 and still working at McDonald's, <laughs> they just don't give a shit. I look forward to your thoughts. This is from Evan Smith, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Canadian, eh? Hey, Evan, that, that's, uh, I envy you right now in the great white north on account of we're down here in the great brown desert. It's <laughs> hotter than Hector. Oh, Christ, it's hot. I know that they can't hear it. I mean, if you were listening to an unedited show, you could hear the fan rumbling in the background. Yeah, but they don't hear it, you know, when we do the editing. But I've literally got a fan going. I have the air conditioning, air conditioning and, and I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm literally sweating right well, now. Because it's 102 outside. That's crazy. You know, I mean, and yeah, I mean, we don't have the humidity that y'all have up there, but damn, it's hot. Anyhow, so the Great White North is that what they call Canada? Uh, apparently, I uh, I don't know for sure because well. The farthest north I've ever lived was actually Spokane, Washington, which is pretty far north. Right. But uh, we didn't call it any while I was a kid then. Right. <laughs> so where is he from? He's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary is in Alberta, which is in Canada. So Alberta is a state. like one of those Russian doll things, you know, you open it up and there's another doll. And right. That's kind of like Calgary. As I understand it, Calgary is like the city, Alberta is like the state county oh the county okay state yeah and then canada is like the country right right <laughs> like the country it is the country aren't we aren't we brilliant <laughs> are I, we glad I, you came <laughs> in for the geography lesson of today um to answer your question evan uh i don't know i think that 
customer service or bad or good customer service, I think a lot of it doesn't necessarily stem from your age as much as it does how much were you paying attention when your mom was telling you to behave and mind your manners and be polite to people and uh, when your dad said things like uh, respect your boss and give him a good day's work for a good day's pay and all right. that other stuff. And if you didn't have moms and dads to say those things to you, someone, somewhere along the line, had to have somehow or other pounded it into your head. And if not yours, at least the majority of the people who work in the fast food industry, I can't believe that all of them that work in fast food industry were motherless children. So somewhere along the line, they had to be getting input as far as how to how to relate to the public. Right. You know, you're in a service industry. Food service is just that. Well, you know, to be on the devil's uh, what is it devil's advocate, advocate I think if because I'm I'm approaching 40 and I I think that if I was in fast food at 40 I I'd be pretty shitty I mean to be honest with you <laughs> well that's what he says he says a lot of the, the 40 year olds are bummed because that's where they are on the other hand um, it beats standing in the street corner with a can and a sign that's true it's 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 a job. It's a it's a worthy job. It's a hard job. It's hard to work in the food industry. I know. I've I've been a waitress in the past, long ago. And believe me, I never worked so damn hard in my life as I did as a waitress because you do your hustling constantly. Now fast food's a little different, but the principle's the same. Uh, and so if you if you approach your job with Joy and respect. And uh, joy, I know that sounds kind of hard. However, you should be fucking glad you've got a job because there aren't all that many jobs for all the people looking, especially kids. Right. People don't want to hire kids because, A, they figure they're going to have to beat them senseless to get them to do their work, and, B, about the time they get them trained, they're going to be off to college or to get their girlfriend pregnant or whatever. But right. They're not going to work. So, um... You know, it's a big leap of faith for a, a, an employer to take on a kid. And so you should be darn glad you got it, okay? And if you're glad you've got your job, however temporary it is in your mind, you owe your boss, yourself, and your customer... Respect. Oh, at least enough respect so that if they say they want a cheeseburger and fries, they don't get a corn dog and onion ring. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's a limit. And, you know, as far as the old people's concerned, well, <laughs> what can I tell you? Maybe some of them are bummed because that's where they've wound up, but, you know. Well, nothing's forever. You can it's, always change anything. It's each person's responsibility to, you know, you got to find the happiness where it is. You know? I mean, I hate to be Pollyannic about the whole thing, but it's true. You know, just get in there and, and put in your, what do you work, eight-hour shifts? Ten, maybe? What, uh, fast, fast food? food? What do they work, eight-hour shifts? Six? Six maybe, to eight, maybe? Yeah, maybe they're lucky if they get eight-hour shifts, yeah. actually, now that I think about it. Uh, but, you know, what can I tell you? You, you just kind of have to knuckle down and say, this is what I've got for now. I'm going to do the best damn job I can at it now. 
so that later when I get a better job, I'll be good at doing the best I can because I will have practiced at my former job. Right. And I also want to throw out that my, much respect to you because you know what? Regardless of where you work, it doesn't matter if you flip burgers, push a broom, you know, give uh, breathing tre- treatments. You're working, brother. That's right. And you're making money, you're making a living, and that, to me, that's, res- that's respect you have right a there. Goal, which is what they call welfare in Canada. Well, they call it that in BC or the United Kingdom. I suppose they call it that in Canada, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are. But I suspect that somewhere along the line, I may have hit on one or two of them. I think it was a good answer. Now, as you're talking, I, I was smiling, and, and you were kind of giving me a weird look like why I'm smiling. I read the next email while you were talking. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And go ahead and... and okay. It's a very short one, but okay. I, 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 it took everything for me not to laugh. Okay. This is to Sadie. I heard you said you were 72, and you fucking rock. <laughs> I wish my grandma would do a podcast with me. Will you be my grandma? This is Floyd in Bentonville, Arkansas. Sorry, I almost said Arizona. Floyd, I'll be here. You better believe it. God damn it. Yeah, I know. I know I'm unusual. I know that. See, you gotta, you gotta understand, Floyd. I'm a product of the '60s. That is to say. I started growing up in the 60s. Right. Okay, and a lot of the stuff that I picked up then never left me. Like my favorite words are fucking shit. Um, not necessarily in that order. Um, and I like to think I'm young. People tell me I don't look my age, and I know I don't act my age, and I hope I never do because people that say act your age are, were born old as far as I'm concerned. And they don't have any fun. And I have more fun than any two people you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, you can be my grandbaby. I will have you be, I will have another grand person. That is awesome. I love yeah, that email. That is, that is so cool. <laughs> I wish my grandma would do a podcast with me. That's cool. Hey, Floyd, have you ever thought about asking her to? Mm-hmm. Maybe she would. Um, and if, again, maybe you wouldn't want to. I don't know. I was going to say, Go listen to Win and Burbank. Win and Burbank is a good kind of uh, model for, I think, something like that. Because that was what Win and Burbank was essentially was about, was me digging into your head and learning about the experiences that right. you, you know. Right. And that I, may be the wonderful person that I have today. Yes. And I, I think that would be a good model. if, if Because anybody can do a podcast. Anybody. Oh, totally, yeah. You just gotta have a computer and the microphone and the willingness to do it. And, well, you've done an awful lot of work getting this put on the air and everything, too. Right. It is involved. Oh, absolutely. But you don't have to run a network. You can just do one podcast show. But maybe, maybe there's, maybe this is, uh, maybe this is a secret wish that has depth to it. Mm. You know, I'm always looking right. for stuff like that. Right, right. Maybe he just really wants to have a conversation with his grandma. That is more on his level, and not so much on her, her level. And or maybe somewhere in between the two of them. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know because they'll know your grandma. But I'm glad to think I fucking rock because I tried. <laughs> Thank you. And the last one is. I love your show, and I always crack up when Dave does the intro, 
It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. Because I always hear Sadie cracking up. Why do you crack up when he does the intro to the show? And this is from April. <laughs> well, April, you gotta, you gotta sort of be there to see it. If we have video, you would totally get it. Because first of all, David cannot podcast without he puts his hair in a ponytail. He just has his thing. Yeah. And he, he shifts his persona and he shifts his mental state of being. Once he throws his hair into a ponytail and sits down in front of the mic, he becomes this monster person that does podcasts. Before that, he's like a daddy that's cleaning up the house and waiting for me to get air. And, and he's tired and he worked hard the night before and shit like that. And the baby's painted all over herself and he <laughs> to it again, again and he doesn't know how he's going to get it off and all that shit. But when he slicks his hair back and puts a rubber band around his ponytail and he sits back and he starts saying that, he gets this funny little look on his face, like, scrunched all up. It's time to, you know, Monday night, it's time to find out what the fuck we think. And it's, it's funny to watch, I'm sorry, but that's kind of why I laugh, because it's funny. I go from just being Dave to Entertainer Dave. Ah, that could be it, Entertainer Dave. I don't know, do I make a transition, too? Oh, absolutely. Do I? What absolutely. Do I, what do I become? See. <sighs> You, yeah, she becomes Sadie. But, I mean, you make that transition, too. And and that's kind of funny because I never really thought about it. But, yeah, you do. You always laugh when when I, I do that. But it's... Well, it is funny. I don't know why I laugh. I guess... I guess... I think the growl has something to do with it. You know? I find that funny. I can't growl like that. I tried just now, and I, I couldn't pull it off. I, I'm not real sure. I don't think I noticed that I laugh, but I guess I do. Um, but yeah, you do. You make the transition because there's a lot more energy in our conversations when we're in front of the mics than when we're sitting back. We're just kind of like, you know, da 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 da. Well, that's because when we're sitting back, we're just going, "What the fuck are we doing tonight?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are we? Uh, why aren't we in the refrigerator where it's nice and cool? <laughs> why are we out here in the hot house? But yeah, I, I do get that. So yes, we do. And April, thank you for your comment and, and for listening and for enjoying us. I think it's I think it's so cool that people want to take the time and trouble to send us an email and let us know they're thinking about our show and that they're listening to our show. I think that's really cool because I gotta tell you, I've said it from the beginning. I don't get it. No. <laughs> but I'm glad you listen. I don't understand why you do, but I'm really, really glad you do. Absolutely. It's, um, I don't know, it, for me, I don't know, I just, I love it, it's... It's fun. It is fun. It's fun to do. I mean, we talk anyhow, whether we're podcasting or not, but we talk, I think we talk more on the podcast now than we used to, because we caught on that if we spend too much time on the phone talking, we don't have anything to say in the podcast, so we keep it... To a bare, yeah, now, bare minimal. And, and so that works. So, <clears throat> and this actually comes from last week. And I don't know how I missed this because I am notorious. In fact, last episode you read my zombie story. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that. Mm-hmm. The, and this week saying goodbye, 
I, I miss someone who is very, very influential. In fact, if you look right over there, I have his book. Oh, yeah. And his book is one of the things that started me in reading and writing zombie literature. And for this week's Saying Goodbye is the literary legend because, well, he, uh, to me, he's a literary legend. Uh, it is Robert Matheson. And Robert Matheson is the creator, the writer, the author of books like Hell House, and probably his most notable is um, I Am Legend. With, uh, as you know, character. Um, you know, originally, in fact, they made several versions of I Am Legend. Right. You know, Omega Man, with Charlton Heston yes, in the 70s? Yes. That is based off is of. It? Yes. I Yes. Um, it says Richard Burton Matheson was born February 20, 1926, and passed away June 23, 2013. He was an American author and screenwriter, primarily for fantasy horror, science fiction genre. He may be best known for the author of I Am Legend, a 1954 horror, no horror novel that has been adapted for the screen. Although five more of his novels have been adopted to major motion pictures, The Shrinking Man, Hell House, what, yes, What Dreams May Come. I didn't know if he did that. Me neither, to be honest with you. Bedtime Returns, and The Stir of Echoes. I didn't, I, I, that's a good movie. With, with Kevin Bacon? It, it was an older movie, but it was really well, good. Because I think I've seen just about everything he has ever done. I like him. He can be the most. He can be the sweetest guy, and he can be the most evil, sinister. He's like uh, another actor that well, I not like him, but I mean another actor that comes to mind that is capable of that is uh, Slater. Christian Slater. Uh, not Christian Slater. I don't mean that. Oh. Who, who, oh dear, I meant to cut this part out. Who did, um, <laughs> Stargate? Who was the young doctor guy in Stargate? Richard Dean Anderson. No. No. No, that's, that was the, the main guy. Oh, He was also in Wolf. Did you see Wolf? Where, um, Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer... Oh, this guy's name is on the tip of my fucking tongue. He was the young scientist? Maybe it is Christian Slater. Is his name Christian? I'm thinking of... Now, what is Christian Slater? Who the hell am I thinking of? James, James Spader. Spader. That's what I'm talking about. Primity. He is also really, really good at being sneakily evil, as was evidenced in his performance in Wolf with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. I love that movie. I watch it all the time. Well, not all the time, but I frequently watch it because it's frequently on. Uh, but he's he's also really good at that. But um, now, who are we talking about? Before? We're talking about so author... It's okay. Richard Matheson, yes. one of the biggest names that was directly inspired by Richard Matheson. After reading the book, he decided that he was going to make this movie, and he became a legend himself, and that is George A. Romero. 
movies. George A. Romero is the zombie king. He he made Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, you know, all of, of the Dead. Yes. And and reading that book is what inspired him to be become not well, he was going to become a movie maker anyway, but that inspired him to make movies about zombies. He felt the draw to the dark. Yes. Which in turn is one of my favorite directors, and one, you know I have all the zombie movies. I know you do. Yeah. And leading from that connection, finding out that that was George A. Romero's inspiration, I bought the book. Well, actually, Terry Shearer bought the book for me. It was for my birthday, and he bought the book, and and I read it. And so, in a very long and drawn out process, uh, Richard Matheson is an inspiration to what I write. So now he's gone, so you have to carry on. Yes. Yeah. So for Richard Matheson, we say goodbye. We do indeed. And thank you. We're going to jump into something fun. Uh, another segment we do every single week. Uh, usually we leave this towards the end, but I really want to get your perspective on it. Is It's this week's Geek News. And this week's Geek News comes from the Superman movie. The new Man of Steel movie. There was a thing going around the internet saying that Zack Snyder, who is the director of the new Man of Steel, to homage of Christopher Reeves, actually uh, has CGI Christopher Reeves in one shot of the movie. Just, again, an homage. And everybody has been talking about this this week. And I got a hold of a copy I watched it, and I watched it, and I watched it, and and then I finally said, and then there is a split second. Okay, here we go. So this is the Henry, this is Henry Cavalier, I think is his name. He's the, the guy who plays Superman this time around. Oh, okay. And he's getting ready to take, He's it's that moment where he's about to take off for the first time to fly. Right. Now watch. Watch and see. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Did you see it? Don't fucking blink. Yeah, I saw it, but damn, if you didn't know, you would never know. You know? But I thought that was kind of a neat thing to to have, just a, a split second, this it kind was, of... It was. And there's the single caption shot. Yeah. And because it... And there's the actual caption of Christopher Reeves. And what it is, is because it's a one frame. Yeah, it's fast. You know, so it's, it's Has literally. Have you ever noticed it? Yeah, it's all over the internet right now. That's why, that's yeah, what brought. I mean, is it all over the internet because they noticed it? Or yes. Or because they heard about it and then noticed it? Um, I don't know who actually came up with it originally. Yeah. Obviously, somebody found it and then it, yeah. it went viral. So I, I thought that would be kind of something I fun. I think it's cool. Is, is that what you want to film, my opinion? Yes. Yes, I think it's cool that he did that. I, you know. Um, and, because I think a lot of us do think of him as Superman, you know. Right, despite... Right, I was going to say, despite what's going on with him right now. Or no. Him is nothing now. But I mean... He's gone, but... Um, in spite of what he had to face after his Superman days, 
we still think of him as Superman. I still think of him as Superman. It's like I still think of Sean Connery as 007, even though I like all the other, well, almost all the other 007s. You know, Sean Connery is still my man. <laughs> and also, in this, usually we have one piece, but this is enough nerdism just to put in a second story. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Billionaire, George Lucas. Uh-huh. And we have to say something good because I still feel guilty about the whole oh, 2012 thing. And if you don't understand what we're talking about with George Lucas 2012, go listen to Winnenberg. Um, Do you know which one it's in? It's in the earlier ones. It's yeah. between, I would say, between episode two and four. Um, <laughs> well, no, two, three, or four. It's it's in it, but um, George Lucas, and this is from the Washington Post, and it says the title. It says, "May the force be with them." George Lucas marries Melody Hobson. That was my best Jedi voice, by the way. Yeah. I know, it probably sounded like I was constipated, but... It says, Samuel L. Jackson, a.k.a. Jedi Master Mace Windu. And if you didn't get that voice, that's why I used that voice. Said, it best, when he tweeted over the weekend, let's give a galactic shout-out to Master George Lucas and his bride, Melody, on their wedding day. The Star Wars mastermind and his bride, Melody Hobson, tied the knot at Skywalker Ranch in Martin County, California, on Saturday in an intimate ceremony. The Huffington Post reported that the wedding was officiated by journalist Bill Moyer, which I really felt interested. I don't know if you know who he is. Who was a Baptist minister before uh, his illustrious career in media. Me either. It only takes one person to have have met the love of their life, Moyer told the couple. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us.
Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. No, I believe that in. That was good. Steven Spielberg, Lucas's longtime friend and calling, calling, collaborator. I don't know where that even came from. gave the gave the toast from the groom side. Hobson's fellow executive. At Aerial Investments spoke on behalf of the bride. Director Francis Ford Coppola read a poem by Maya. So congratulations to the couple. Yes. And you're supposed to say congratulations to the groom and best wishes to the bride. Or, or, or. May the force be with you. Oh, and he even did the little. No, no, man, that's not. No, that's Star Trek. That's 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 what's his face. Spock, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> because Spock's probably impressed. It would have been had he been able to say, "Look, I can do that too." That's not easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the Spock salute in case you haven't picked up on that. And what that has to do with George Lucas' wedding is. That was this week's Geek News. Now let's get into the helping hand. Every week, and and I've said this several times, we look at the news and there's always something negative. So every week I go and I try to find something positive. And if I can find a celebrity that does something good, we call that the helping hand. This week's helping hand is Johnny Depp. Yay! I like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp has actually been promoting his new movie, The Lone Ranger, because he's Tonto. Yeah, I know, and I really want that to do well, but 
Despicable Me Two is just lambasting it. Yes. I'm sure it's great. It's just. Yeah. There's more money in the hands of four-year-olds than there is in the hands of forty-year-olds. True. That is very true. But so he's been around. He's actually been traveling, promoting his new movie, The Lone Ranger. And he told TMZ that he's been carrying his Captain Jack Sparrow costume. Wherever he goes, he carries the costume with him. And once he gets to the particular city, after he does his press release, he finds a children's hospital, dresses up as Captain Jack Sparrow, and goes and spends two to three hours every time he goes somewhere. That is so awesome. I'd love to see him in costume myself. He said that he enjoys it because he can can physically feel the spirits of children, sick children being uplifted. And plus, it's good for him as an actor because it it makes him kind of improv what he's going to do, what he's going to say. Because it's, it's something different every time. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, that's so neat. I'm really, really glad to hear he does that. Good, 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 good on you, Johnny. That's that's a cool thing to do. Okay, let's get to this. This is going to be fun. Um, have have I even ever? I know we've we've probably spent hours talking about the Cardassians, but have I ever explored my? I think. Hatred would be kind of a, a weak term for this gentleman. Um, I don't like him. Lack of respect. Yes. And what he did this week is is kind of top, you know, tops the charts, and that's why he makes this week's headline. This week's headline is Canadian cocksucker Justin Bieber. <laughs> And he is a talent, talentless twit. Who? That's pretty much the same thing about it. Guys and Justin, that they made themselves. Well, here, here we go. I know it's because he just stood up and all the girls went. Well, he has no talent. Well, do you think those women care? Get real. You think that those girls, I should say, have any interest in his talent? I'm glad you said that because that's part of the topic. Oh, good. I'm so segwayed tonight. Okay. Uh, The first, because this is a two-parter. Okay. The first part says Justin Bieber banned from Los Angeles. Bieber. 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 Not Bieber. No, with a B. Oh, I thought you said Bieber. I'm sorry. Um, I had a paper in front of your face. I couldn't see your mouth. Justin Bieber banned from Las Vegas Indoor Skydiving Palace. <laughs> I didn't know they had an indoor skydiving palace in Las Vegas. Yes. Damn. Don't take there. <laughs> the manager said Bieber and six of his entourage posse wanted to come in and enjoy the skydiving palace. Um, of course, the manager said, okay, come on in. Him, his posse, his new girlfriend, they, they spent, you know, a couple hours. He dumped little what's-her-face? Yeah. Oh, man, she's so cute. Oh, it gets better. She probably hasn't got a brain in her head, but she's really adorable. <laughs> so they spent... I shouldn't say she probably hasn't got a brain in her head. They spent a, a good she's amount of time. Very, very smart. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, they spent, I think, like two hours. <laughs> Selena, <laughs> yes, yeah. Selena Gomez. Yes. Yes, she got dumped. Oh, man. Um, For what? Oh, it's coming. Oh, all right. It's coming. It better be good, because she's... Oh, I actually want to jump right to that, but we need to cover this first. It's a buildup. Okay, all right. So, (laughs) the manager said, after the two or three hours of them skydiving indoors, Mm -hmm. he said, it'll be $1,600. Or, if you go and take a self-pic and Instagram it and say, I'm at the Las Vegas Skydiving Palace, Mm -hmm. it's free. Justin Bieber... He said, okay, I'll, I'll go up there and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take a picture. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes back up he, and he pulls out his phone mm-hmm. and he comes down and he's like, okay, I sent it on Instagram. And he's like, okay, cool. And they're, you know, obviously ungearing him. So the manager went to Instagram, Justin Bieber's Instagram, to see what the picture looked like. There was no picture. Oh, shock and surprise. Justin Bieber who is a multi-millionaire, yes. lied that he took a picture. Yes, well, and he, he refused to pay the $1,600, and they just left. Him and his crew just left. So, because of that... Again, yes, we are. Okay. But because of that, the owner has stepped in and said, he doesn't care that Justin Bieber is rich and famous... He is banned for life. He can never go back there. Sounds good to me. I think that's appropriate. Anybody else would be as well. Um, And though, from what I understand, he wasn't really doing a lot of the skydiving. It was his posse that was doing most of the skydiving. He was reported to be in the corner with his new girlfriend. Uh, Her name is Jordan Osuna. Um... They were, of course, essentially getting it on in the corner. Um, and from no, they were. And from research, Miss uh, Osuna is a waitress at Hooters. And she, yes, uh, from what I understand, she was going at it. In fact, I, I actually have a picture. Let's see if I can find... A picture of herself? Yes, let's see if I can oh. find this here. Let's see. Is she who? Is that her? That is. Oh, she's got the hooters, that's for sure. Oh, she's... Pat- that's not her tongue. That's her... No, that, that's... They call that the duck face. Because it's showing... Well, she's kissing... Yeah, she's kissing. It's like, you know, ducks. Kiss? No, it, it. You know how like the ducks when they the ducks when it comes out yeah. and at the end it splits. Or, yeah, you know, they go, yeah. That's, oh, I gotcha. Yeah, it does do that. Okay, all right. That's it. Huh? <coughs> yes, that's. Tits and she can make her mouth. Well, you know, with tits you don't need much else. Right. Plus, she she's not ugly. She's pretty. She has a pretty face. Nice long hair. Okay, but here comes the good. Okay, here, here comes the good part. The manager said that everybody appeared to be happy and enjoy themselves. Everybody had a yeah. Everybody was just happy except Jordan's husband. Oh fuck! Jordan's husband, who is currently overseas fighting, no, for our freedom. Yes. No. Yes. 
Now, did Justin know that? Oh, uh, oh, I'm sure he did. Well, we maybe shouldn't assume he did, but it's a damn good chance that he did. I'll be. Oh man, that sucks. I'll be more than happy to to say I I think he does, and so. So now does he know? Oh, I'm sure he knows now. Because there's there's lots of pictures, you know, out and about, um, you know, with them too. Wait a minute, my husband used to tell me, after that movie came out, uh, where the millionaire wanted to pay a guy who speak with his wife, wanted to pay her a man. Indecent proposal. Yeah. My husband always said, if I could find anybody that was dumb enough to pay me a million dollars to buy, he'd say, go ahead and do it, because we could use a million bucks. <laughs> and, you know, it's just fuck, right? But... I, I, I'm pretty sure that Justin would not prepare a million bucks. No, no. But then they weren't really, well, maybe they weren't. Were they fucking in the air? How can you do that in a, in a skydiving thing? No, they were, they were they in like it. I mean, he, waiting room right, thing. they were, okay. they were, okay. from what I understand, just, right, you know. um, Again, the reports say that he went in and he did it for a couple minutes, and him and his girlfriend got out and they went to, you know, and like I said, the rest of his posse kept in there. On the other hand, sir, who, whoever you may be, you're probably better off without her. Mr. Osuna. Mr. Osuna, unless she can take his name, which she may have done. In any case, whoever this man is, honey. There are better ladies in the world, and you're probably a good man, and I'm pretty sure you'll find one. Because just because he made bad choice the first time, there's no excuse to give up. Right. Get in there and keep punching. That sucks, though. That's just not right on so many levels. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say... And that's why I say Justin Bieber is the talent... Like that, because God knows I'm not the most pure person in the world. I have my promiscuous moments as well. Howsoever, <sighs> I think there's a line there that she's crossed. Right. With the husband in the service, in the field, at the same time. I'm sorry, I hate to be judgmental. That's just not right. It's not right. And and the fever, whether he knew or not. We don't know. Right. We don't know for certain that he knew. I mean, he, you know, if they're in Vegas, he could have just picked her up. He could have just met her. He could have been to Hooters. In fact, most likely he did go to Hooters. I mean, he's the kind of guy that would go to Hooters, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, dear, now I've done it. Because now all the other guys that are not like Justin Bieber go to Hooters are going to be pissed. Sorry. He is a kind of a guy who might like to go to somebody like that. You know what? I, as a guy, I can I say. As a guy, you sure. don't go to Hooters for the hamburgers and French fries. Well, this is true. I mean, if you did, you'd go to the pepper mill because they have much better hamburgers <laughs> and French fries, uh, and possibly even better Hooters. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not being a Hooter hunter, I can't say that <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I, there had to be some other motive. However, it's possible. You know, devil's advocate here. It's possible that he just went to Hooters looking for Hooters. Right. Found hers and liked them. Okay. 
And, you know, how one thing can lead to another. I mean, let's face it, he is who he is. Right. She had to know that, you know. Oh, yeah. He's making the, the look, and she's making the look. You think he's going to say, excuse me, <clears throat> would you fill out this form, please, that says you're free and available? Right. Fuck no. He's going to be grabbing her, and they're going to be doing their thing. So if she had no scruples, which obviously, obviously she hasn't, okay, then... She could have done the come on to him as well as him to her. Right. Pardon me. And the whole thing could have taken place at which point there's no way that she's going to say, excuse me, Justin Bieber. You know, everybody in the world fucking knows who you are, Justin Bieber. But I'm married and my husband's in the service, you know. Right. She's not going to go there. She's going to go with him and do her thing. So in fairness to him, it is possible possible. He didn't know. I'm just saying that it's possible, but he didn't know. It can't be ruled out. It cannot be ruled out. And until the man tells us that he didn't know or did know, we don't know. And even if he says he did if he says he didn't know, I'm not going to believe him. <laughs> but if he said he did know, I'd believe him. You know, right. he ain't going to say that. But, no, I don't know. You get my point. Right. My point uh, okay, and here's a question, and, and we're going into the third story of Justin Bieber oh, here. There's more. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the whole story of him being in Germany with his monkey? With... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said that, because it's it's too funny not to tell the whole story. I was hoping you didn't know. Okay, Justin Bieber uh, was on world tour, and he was carrying a monkey. He, he decided that he wanted to tap his inner Michael Jackson, and he had a monkey. He was taking the monkey with him. And when he got to Germany, they're like, I'm sorry, but you, you can't take the, the monkey with you. No country's going to let him bring any animal right. in without quarantine. Right. Can't, you can't even take a fucking poodle into another country without quarantining it, let alone a monkey. So Justin's like, okay, well, you know, we'll leave the monkey here, and then on my way back to the, uh, the States or Canada, wherever you know, he wherever lives, he um, you know, he'll go and he'll pick up the monkey. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I'm here for how many of your nights stay for the show, and then I'll be back. Well, say that happened on a Monday, and then the following Monday, they realized, well, fuck. He hasn't shown up yet. Oops. So they they start trying to contact him to come pick up his monkey. I love it. And this has been like almost a, uh, a like a month, month and a half, you know, thing. And the... The airport security uh, actually filed a statement, a press release statement, saying that the monkey is now property of the German government, and he will be <laughs> and he will be placed in a petting zoo uh-huh. on a, a much more happier note, because Justin Bieber is a douchebag. Yeah. He was seen with a new monkey at the Las Vegas. <laughs> no, you're fucking kidding. No, I'm you're very, I'm very serious. Oh, Justin 
What do you do? No. Oh, I left my monkey in Germany. Oh, well, I'll just get another one. Yeah, exactly what happened. You know, like when you run over somebody's kid, you know, and it's somebody that's got 14 on welfare as it is, and they go, oh, that's okay, I can make another one. Yes. Yeah, like that. I got it. So, but yes, he was... Justin Bieber's monkey's now at the penny yeah, he went and got another monkey. So. Now I can't fit this monkey. Well, a lot of. I was. He can't fit this monkey. I was gonna say, but a lot of Germans can go and and put and pet Justin Bieber's monkey. It is a, it is all of it is a true story. <laughs> there is one more Justin Bieber story. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I think for this episode we're gonna call it Bieber Banger. Bieber Banger. And here I said we shouldn't we shouldn't uh any bashing on anybody, but here we are bashing away. Okay, it's it's Justin Bieber. It's just you and me bashing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. And if you act like a douchebag, you're gonna get bashed. Looks like a douchebag. Wax like a douchebag. You're a douchebag. Okay. Okay, so this is the last story of the night. Oh, okay. That's about Justin. Yeah. Or maybe even altogether. Maybe all together. Time? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Justin has <laughs> Justin has a house in California, obviously, you know, Hollywood Hills. And he has received several complaints from different neighbors saying that in the middle of the night he's taking his uh, expensive sports car and racing it down the street. Now, this is a pedestrian street. Well, it's a street where they may be pedestrian. Well, it is a, it's a, I've read the article. It called it a pedestrian street. Well, how, how can it be a, that's a sidewalk. How can it be a pedestrian street? I don't know. I didn't write the article. Well, anyway. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, several complaints about. Him. Maybe it's not a street. Maybe it's a wide walk or something. I mean, that, you know, there's got to be something there. Okay, so let's just go straight to where I found this article. Okay. It is from the, uh, what is it? Daily, DailyMail.co.uk. Okay? And the headline says, Justin runs like a little scared child... Strapping NFL hero, Kishan Johnson confronts Beaver over reckless driving. You couldn't make it make it up. It's been alleged that Justin Bieber, 19, was back in his old, or back to his old tricks on Monday night, causing ruckus in his exclusive gated complex by driving his Ferrari at a startling speed. But the twist in this tale is that 
The five foot seven star is said to have been spotted and then pursued by six foot four former NFL star Keyshawn Johnson, forty, who was understandably angry about the dangerous behavior. Brilliantly, the father of Ford, no doubt more comfortable in his own skin than the skinny youth, was driving a modest, eco-friendly Prius when he gave chase, according to TMZ. Beaver ran away like a scared little child, eyewitnesses told the website. A representative of the former Super Bowl champion told ABC News that Johnson gave up, or not gave, gathered up his children playing outside his house when he heard what sounded like a race car screeching past. Johnson, who has four children, Kishan Jr., Mia, London, and Vince, then got into the Prius and followed Bieber, Bieber's white Ferrari to the singer's house. When he got there, he knocked on Bieber's car window, but the singer refused to get out, according to Johnson's representative. The report continued. Bieber's security person personnel then tried to block Johnson, who finally grabbed Bieber and confronted him about his driving. But Bieber told Johnson that he was not the one behind the wheel, his spokesperson added. <laughs> Another NFL alumni, Eric Dickinson, backed up his fellow sportsmen on, in Twitter, I live in Calabasas too, and Justin Bieber needs to slow his, sh uh, slow his ass down. <laughs> he also told TMZ when seen Justin driving fast around Calabasas before in his Ferrari, it's just not safe. Dickerson added, I don't blame Kishan. He's got kids. I don't blame him for trying to get Justin's attention. I would have been the same way. When you're a father, it takes on a whole new meaning. Plus, we got that football mentality. Why didn't he just call the cops and report him? Oh, previous to that, he had. He had TMZ are reporting that Beaver is under police investigation for the incident, which is alleged to have taken place at 8 p.m. on Monday night. L.A. County Sheriff Spokesman Stephen Whitemore told the website that they received two separate calls in different locations in Calabasas community. Johnson remained very, very, very livid about the incident on Tuesday, said the agent, Kishan is taking the situation very seriously, Stanley told TMZ. He wants Justin to slow down and be a responsible neighbor. Johnson was open to working with the ongoing investigation in Bieber's antics, Stanley said. Kishan, a law-abiding citizen, and he'll do whatever it takes to help authorities, he said. The uber-famous teenager has a history of reckless driving. Beaver allegedly drove reckless and then split on his neighbor and... Spit. Oh, spit. I'm sorry. And then spit on his neighbor and threatened to kill him. Whitmore told TMZ that the case will be presented to the Los Angeles County District Attorney. But Radar Online 
are reporting that it is actually Justin's friend, Taylor. Tyler, the creator, a.k.a. Tyler Gregory, oh, who was behind? Who was behind the will? Oh, well, maybe they resemble one another. Although that does look like a Japanese name. I could be wrong. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that, too. So the moral of the story, Justin Bieber's a douchebag. Don't live next door to him. Yes. Um, Is he still a teenager? Yeah, he's 19. So he's full of himself. Well, you know, that's what too much money, too fast for a kid that hasn't had time to be taught how to behave himself. This is true. I mean, he's been doing this since he was, what, how young? 16 or 17? Oh, I know. I think he was younger than that. Was he? Yeah, because I remember seeing him on Ellen's show one time, and he was little. According to Answers.com, there's, believe it or not, a question that actually asks what we're asked. How long has Justin Bieber been famous? The answer? Justin Bieber's career started to really kick in in 2008. He started getting famous in 2008 when one of his YouTube videos caught the eye of a talent agent. So he was 14. So he's 14. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had time to grow up. Kids at the age of 14, they just found out where their dicks are. They don't have to <laughs> That's true. How, to, how to be human. And, you know, however much his mother may or may not have tried to instill some of the basics into him, uh, you know, she ran out of time when he hit the big time. That's so, true. You know. I'm pretty sure he stopped listening anyhow before that. They usually stop listening about the time they come to talk. Well, but, uh, when you don't have, you know, it's <laughs> when you when you don't have the wherewithal to be a human being, and you're thrust into that kind of spotlight with that much money and control, right? You're going to do whatever you want to do, and nobody's going to tell you not to, because they're all making money off of you. That's true, they don't care. Everybody in his circle, as it were, is making something off of him. Oh, yeah. Money or position or whatever. Kid hasn't actually got probably a real friend, unless this Tyler O'Kuma is uh, one, and that's possible. I don't know. But I don't know nothing about him. I don't either. But I bet you 50 cents the kid doesn't have any true friends. Oh, yeah. And so, and he certainly isn't listening to anyone. I doubt that he's ever gone to anyone 
whom he respects and said something like, how can I be a better person? You know, because he probably thinks he's got it all that he needs right now. He's And he's got a lot of money, but we all know that it takes more than money to get by. Unfortunately. (laughs) Well, we don't all know it, actually, but he'll find out. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out what happens. Well, I hope that the listeners enjoyed this episode because to me it was a very fast and fun episode. Um, And keep the emails coming, especially great emails. Yeah, really, those are. I mean, we had within the last hour now. Sadie has another grandchild. You know, so I do. Yes, (laughs) Floyd, baby. Grandma's here, honey. I would bake you cookies, but it's too fucking hot here. It is. Okay? I'm not going to bake anybody cookies. And I love you like a grandson, but no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I'll send you a cookie. All right. For this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Lady Burbank. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Until next week, good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's go look it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.